The number one reason major gift fundraisers are leaving their organizations is because they have a bad manager or leader. In today's podcast, Richard and I invite Jeff Brooks, writer of many books and author of the Future Fundraising Now blog, and we discuss why the nonprofit sector has so many bad bosses, what they are doing that is so bad, and how you can help change it. We really need to figure this problem out if you want to build strong relationships with donors and grow your major gift programs. Join us as we discuss bad bosses and what we can do about them. Welcome to the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group, featuring Richard Perry and Jeff Schreifels. Twice a month, we bring you the latest and best thinking about major gift fundraising, so you can develop authentic relationships with your major donors. Here are your hosts, Richard and Jeff. Welcome to the podcast today. Well, Richard, this is going to be fun. It sure is. Today's subject is all about lousy bosses and what we can do about them. Oh, boy. Here we go. And in just a minute, we're going to bring on one of our favorite guests of ours to talk about all of this, Jeff Brooks. I mean, Jeff's the author of Uh numerous books. He, he, he writes one of our favorite blogs, Future Fundraising Now. Mm-hmm. But before we get to him, let's talk about why we wanted to talk about this in the first place. I know. Well, here's the deal. I, I would say, Jeff, that over the last 10 years or so that we've been doing this work together, we, yeah. we've received hundreds and hundreds of emails and phone calls and just plain old conversations yeah. at conferences and, and everywhere with major gift officers about how bad their manager is. I mean, I mean, it's no wonder MGOs and other fundraisers are jumping ship almost every two I, years, sometimes less than that. I know. And, and nonprofit managers and leaders need to step it up. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of good ones, because there are. But we're talking about the ones that need to step it up. So, I mean, we, we thought, you and I, that we just have to address this on a podcast. Yeah. And who better to talk about this subject than Jeff Brooks, our former colleague and, and master feather ruffler <laughs> yeah. himself. I exactly. Mean, that's Jeff. Yep, and that's Jeff. Right. He's always challenging the whole nonprofit well, he community challenges everything. He challenges I mean, everything. Yeah. That's why we love him. I so know. with that, Jeff Brooks, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm really glad to be here. It's great talking to you guys. Yeah. We're so glad you joined us. Uh, this is our second one that we've done with you. So yeah. hopefully we can do a whole lot more because yeah. you're awesome. So let's just get into this, Jeff. So you work with all kinds of nonprofit development folks from all over the world, right? So yeah. tell me what you're hearing from them when it comes to how they're being managed. Yeah, well, it's just like what you said. Um, I, I deal with you know literally hundreds of, of nonprofits yeah. uh, on every continent, and guess what? The problem is pretty much the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the it is the number one problem. And and I I get my information from two ways. One is kind of like you said. It's like everywhere I go, people like sidle up to me and say, "Hey, Jeff, you gotta help me. I've got this boss." <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, and then they tell me a horror story. Yeah, and they tell me stuff in confidence, which uh, you know I could we could all tell tales that would curl your ears yes. with how bad things are out there. The other thing is, is at Moceanic, we've run a couple of, of uh, surveys of fundraisers and the problems with boss is always number one 
sometimes, sometimes a close number one to, I don't have enough time, yeah. <laughs> uh, which frankly, I don't have enough time is very often a boss problem itself. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, it's the thing, it's the thing that's holding us back. And like you say, um, it causes people to leave their jobs and, and it, and that means so many organizations have no institutional memory because everybody who's decent leaves. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and remember, you know, when we used to all work in the same place, we studied this a lot. You know, what makes good management? What, how do you keep people? And we discovered, and, and this is like Gallup information, is that people leave managers. They yeah. don't leave companies. Yes, it's true. Uh, um, and I think that's what's happening. It, it, this people leaving is one problem. So, you know, mm-hmm. no institutional memory ever gets built up. But Maybe even worse is terrible, crappy, awful, failing fundraising is just happening because the boss says you got to do it this way. No, I know. Now, why do they? Why does the boss say we've got to do it this way? Where does that come from, Jeff? I think there's two sources to this, and again, this is based on having lots of conversations with people. I think one is there's something about fundraising that makes people think anybody could do that, mm-hmm. and I could just sort of make it up as I go along. Yep. I don't know where they get that, uh, but but they do. And, and uh, the, the other one is they're just not good leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes they, they actually understand fundraising, but they don't lead the organization well. Um, I've been talking to somebody from an organization who's really struggling with this. And their boss is actually pretty cool about how you do fundraising. But he so values teamwork that he brings in the administrative and IT staff to critique the fundraising and their opinions oh my matter just as much as everybody else's. And I think we've all seen that. Yes. Yeah. In fact, that was our rule that if they liked it, then it wasn't going to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that and the CEO too. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what do you, what are some of the things that these managers are doing? What do you, what do you, what are they doing out there? That's so bad. Um, well, I would say the, the, the typical thing is they want you to make your fundraising messaging feel good for them. Mm. And what that means is it is, um, complex, rational, uh, fact filled, non-emotional, non-emotional because there's something wrong with the emotional fundraising. Yeah, of course. Um, and what they're doing is they're saying, I'm, I'm looking for a message that makes me feel good, which is the height of unprofessionalism. Well, and it is in yeah. every profession. It's just like that. You know, you don't do, you don't succeed by saying I'm aiming at myself because your donor is not you. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to have something that makes me feel embarrassed or that, uh, that shows me in a poor light with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Well, you know, and you probably had this too. I, I occasionally meet with boards because they're saying, hey, let's bring in the outsider to tell us how to do stuff. So they say, you got to talk to the board. <laughs> and every, every, every time I talk to a board, at least one person, one guy, it's always a guy, says, um, well, I, I assume that when you make our fundraising better, you're going to um, not do all that underlining and stuff, which is, that's the reason fundraising fails. Yeah. And, and I have to just say, I'm sorry, but that's what makes fundraising work. I mean, obviously yeah. it doesn't by itself, but they, they zero in on a few things and that's sort of the way and I'm talking direct mail. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, direct mail has a look, it has underlining, it has short paragraphs and they think 
that's why it's not working. Yeah. Say like, no. <laughs> um, there is no controversy here by people who understand fundraising. This is what you need to do to make it work. Right. I'm curious. About, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm curious about one thing you just said, uh, Jeff, where you said it's usually a guy. Let, let, let's yeah. delve into that. Well, what's what's that all about? Where, where do you think that is? <laughs> well, I hesitate to go there because <laughs> I'm one. Of, I'm one of those. Uh, uh, white middle-aged guys. Um, I think there's a privilege thing going on Mm. where you think, and and again, board members, especially there'll be a thing where a lot of people on boards are successful business people and they are often bosses at their own places Mm -hmm. and their job is to be right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they just bring that in and they just, they don't realize, no, you know what, you're in an, you're in an arena that you're not an expert in. You don't understand it. And when you look at stuff and you don't understand it, that doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. All it means is you don't understand it. Uh, I, I'm sh- I'm sure there are women who have this problem, um, yeah. Um, but it's it's I think it's more a male problem. Yeah, we see the same attitude with boards around major gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we can we can just uh, we'll just uh, go up to our buddies and ask them for money. And just get you some, we can get, we, why is it so hard to get major gifts? Yeah, just be some fast cash. Just, just go out there and get, talk to my buddy. He'll give you some money. You know, it doesn't, they don't understand the whole thing about relationship building, long-term planning, that it takes time. And this is like, and and the CEO then builds into that and they agree to that, you know, so it's just a mess on the major gift side. And, uh, it's just terrible management all the way around. So, Hey, let's write a really strong letter to Warren Buffett. He'd love this. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Um, so, so why do you think this is happening in our sector? Well, again, I think it's that not understanding that fundraising is a profession. I think it's kind Mm -hmm. of a, Hey, let's, let's get together in my father's barn and put on a show. (laughs) Uh, They think it's like that, (laughs) you know, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there was a few days ago, a thing going on on Twitter where somebody asked, I think it was Simon Scriver asked, what's the profession that's kind of like fundraising that you look at it and think you could do that. Mm. And one the best answer I saw was pharmacist hmm. because I looked at it and thought, said, you know, you, you go down to the pharmacy to pick up your stuff and you see what they're doing. And you're saying, I could totally do that. Yeah. Just count pills. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do. You're just counting pills. Right. <laughs> I could do that. They make pretty good money. You know, maybe I should just walk in and start doing that. And of course, that's crazy talk. I mean, you know that pharmacists are highly trained people. It's just that the way it looks from the uneducated outsider. I, and I think that's true. We're making assumptions like that, or rather the bosses are making assumptions like that. They say, oh, so you just write a, a, a letter that explains how awesome you are. Yeah. Or, or everybody gives. Yeah. Or on our or side. Poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Or on our side, it's like, uh, well, uh, well, what's the problem? We'll just start a major gift program. And then and, and we'll say, well, what kind of pipeline do you have? Like, wh- where are you getting those donor oh, pipeline? And we, we don't have any donor acquisition. I mean, well, why do we need that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because where are you going to get your donors that you're actually going to cultivate and, and, and move up into a major mid-level mid major gift and ultimately planned gift um, area? Uh, it, it, 
so your point about the profession is is really really right on, Jeff. It's like this is a very serious professional, highly technical uh, 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 sector that has a specific strategies, specific approaches, just like any commercial sector does. I mean, it's just as sophisticated, yeah, just as complex. Uh, and in fact, I actually think it's even more complex because you have to add on top of that a philosophical, spiritual, with a small s, aspect to it that that uh, that that's talking about uh, helping donors fulfill their interests and passions versus trying to grab the money, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother thing that people don't understand. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really it's painful kind of to watch because I think I, I'm not sure I could prove this, but I think bad leadership is probably the biggest problem. It's not the tax laws. It's not, uh, you know, the postal service. It's none of those things that we tend to, you know, the, the, the recession that's not happening, you know, um, it's bad leadership. Yeah. It's costing us billions and billions yeah. and billions of dollars. And it causes organizations to shrink and to fail and to go out of business all the time. And, you know, I, I've gotten, you guys know me. Um, um, <laughs> I feel like I've decided to be even more militant about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, don't put up with this bullshit. If you have a bad boss, have a plan for getting out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and just leave because that, or as much as you love the organization, and this is often the thing that keeps us there. We love the organization and its cause. Give yourself a timeline and, you know, make it nice and long, give them every chance and then have a program for fixing it. But promise yourself that if it doesn't get fixed, you're going to leave at a certain time and let the invisible hand of the marketplace do its work because you're not doing your organization or yourself or anybody any favors by sticking around and struggling with a boss who won't let you do your job. Exactly. So, well, let's, let's step back for a second and just say, okay, how do we make the sector better? Mm -hmm. Okay. What would we do to, you know, that we can do a better job of elevating the whole position of management and leadership in the nonprofit sector? Because we've all identified it's a problem. What can we do to help it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. And and, the, and here's maybe the other side, and here's why my thinking on this has maybe evolved. It's not just, um, you know, throw the bastards out. Let's go out there <laughs> with our torches and pitchforks and, and you know, overthrow them all. There's actually another thing we have to do, and that is come alongside these guys. Exactly. And help them. Because very few of them are actually trying to destroy the organization. No, no, no. Um, big no. point. Like, like almost zero. I, yeah. I don't want to say zero. I've heard some horror stories where you think they must be doing it on purpose, but 99 and three quarter percent really want it to work. Exactly. Yeah. So if you can get through to them, if you can talk to them, if you can share with them the factual basis for the work we do, you might actually transform them and therefore transform your organization. And it does happen now and then. I, I don't want to give anybody the sense that it's hopeless and you can't change this. I think you can. I see. Yeah. I have seen it happen. Yeah. And we have too, Jeff. And, and that's, this is such a good point. Uh, I mean, you could, as a result of this podcast, go down a negative track and say to yourself, well, it's all hopeless. It's dark. And let's just give up and run away. Uh, or like you've just suggested is let's, let's do something like, for instance, Jeff and I, uh, in our organization, Veritas, uh, have started a whole uh, training program for executives and leaders and managers 
Uh, why? Because we've realized that they need to understand how major gift works. How does yeah. it actually work? And, and, and because because once you get a good person who is who is ignorant about how it works, once you get them knowledgeable about how it works, uh, we've seen a transformation actually occur. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And then good things start to happen. So this is a, like a very important point. Ignorance causes bad management bad leadership. If we can wipe out ignorance, we've, we've, we've come a long way. You're right. Cause these are good people. They are good people. You know, they want to do the right thing. They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. So let's come alongside of them, as Jeff said, and help them be that. So what are, let's talk about some of the characteristics we have seen in good managers, how they act. So if you're out there and you're one of those managers, here's what we see out there that we think is awesome. So what are some of those characteristics you see? Maybe the most important one is, and this is, this is leadership in general, you know, regardless of what field you're in, it leadership is a, a kind of servanthood. And it means you have to give up parts of your ego and get other people to step up. That's right. And, and in fundraising, what that means, like it, it would be like, let your fundraisers take the lead. And that might mean you're going to let them say stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, because the truth is, Good fundraising, I promise you, it will make you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's so um, true. And a good that leader's going to yeah. say, a good leader isn't going to say, oh, that makes me uncomfortable, therefore it's a problem. Good leader's going to say, hey, if it's going to work, I, I'm going to do it. I, in fact, we had a client, the client we shared, and Richard, you might you might remember this person, um, who we started working with him, and he came to us and said, you know what, my, my friend who's on our, on our mailing list uh, came to me and said, wow, it looks like you must have got some consultants because you now sound really different in your letters. And we thought, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then this, this leader of this organization then said, but you know what, if it's going to cause, uh, and this organization helped uh, you know, hungry children around the world, if it's going to cause more children to survive, I would stand upside down on my head and sing in a high falsetto voice if that's what would make it do it. Wow, yeah. And I thought, I you that. know what? That's what a leader does. A leader isn't saying, oh, my dignity is the most important thing, and you've got to protect my dignity. <laughs> that's not leadership. Leadership is saying... We are about something else. And and to be clear, we're not we're not saying with this line of thinking that, you know, anything goes and you can be unethical. We we do have ethical lines and ethical standards. But this whole area that Jeff's talking about is is that the whole fundraising thing, it's emotional. It's it's yeah. uh, it's the the grammar's not correct. Uh, you're going to show uh, images of, of need, which will make you yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, those are all the things that, that that we're talking about here. And you let your I like. I like it that you said that leaders give up a little part of their ego. They also give up their power. Yes. Yeah. Which is that whole servant yeah. thing. Now you're giving up your power. You're giving up the credit that you could get. Uh, you, you're more more concerned about elevating your your staff and your people than you are yourself. Um, and you're open to new ideas. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we see um, on the major gift side, Jeff is a great leader allows their major gift officer to manage up to them. Mm -hmm. In other words, the the manager will tell or the MGO will tell the leader 
what they need to do with their donors. They're managing their caseload for them. Mm -hmm. But it takes a real confident leader whose servant leadership has a servant leadership heart to allow someone to do that saying, hey, you know what? Did you go out and do these things with your donors as you you said you were going to mm-hmm, do? Mm-hmm. And the and the leader allows the MGO to to basically manage them. That's a whole nother level, and that's one of the the best things that we see from leaders um, being able to do. And I, you know, it must be hard <laughs> to, to, to you know, you're giving up something. Yeah, uh, you're, you're you're you have less control, and you and. You might even, uh, right or wrong, you, you might be saying, I, I wouldn't do it this way. Right. Um, but that's, that's what leadership is, is yeah. as, um, bringing other people up, not pushing other people back down. I, I really like, uh, Jeff, just to get back to this, this one thing that you said that really stuck with me, and that's this, this whole point here. You said what's wrong, what's wrong with uh, fundraising and what's happening out there in the, in the marketplace and in the sector is it's the leaders that, are, that, that are, are causing things to go wrong. It's not the fundraisers. It's not the program people. It's the leaders. So, so here, here's the call that we're making to leaders on, on this podcast and in our, in our work uh, day in and day out is yeah, if you're a leader and you're a manager in, in, in an organization, you have such an important, uh, almost sacred uh, role and responsibility to lead this, to, 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 to bring these staff members uh, along and these employees and these professionals and help them do the job that you can't do yourself. It's so critical to make that happen. And that's what we're trying to basically say on this podcast. I mean, very, very good point, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. And really it's probably, uh, if, if you're, under a boss who's who's somewhere between great and terrible, mm-hmm. um, as they always are, mm-hmm. um, you have a responsibility too. Um, you need to be highly educated. You need to have. You need to know what you're doing, uh, and, and you've got to do that first. Yeah. Like if you're complaining about your boss, make sure you're not just complaining about your boss. <laughs> make sure you're. you're Good point. It's about doing your job right and not about my boss is terrible. Right. I mean, that just doesn't take you anywhere. Well, and are you doing everything you can to help your boss too? I mean, yeah. that's the other yeah. thing that, that we're always saying is easy to sit back and complain about it. Yeah. But what are you doing to help them out? That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I very often, when I talk to people and I sort of give them that you, you need to have a you know, plan for your leaving, I tell them, well, Give it a long enough time, like maybe give it a year, give it a long time mm-hmm. and have a plan. Because if you pull this off, if you make this transformation and you turn your boss around and make your fundraising work, it's going to be one of the most uh, proud accomplishments of your career mm-hmm. Yeah, when you pull it off. And you can pull it off. It does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jeff, this has been great. Now we want to offer to our audience here a free ebook that you've created. It's called the five simple steps to get your boss on board with your fundraising strategy. So just yeah. everything we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That's so just, just talk a little bit about what this, what these, uh, what this ebook is about, and then we'll sh- share with folks on how to get it. Yeah. 
it's, it's a quick little ebook. It'll take you, you know, 15 minutes to read. Um, and it's just sort of a step-by-step. Here are the things you can do. It is gleaned from years of experience. Um, I've, I've worked with bosses, um, and I've worked alongside others who work with bosses and here's what you have to do. And it starts, starts with what do you need to do with yourself? Mm. Uh, and then how do you communicate it? How do you become more sympathetic to your boss? Cause I think the thing we tend to miss is a, they're not trying to mess things up yeah. and b they're under a set of pressures of their own yeah. and they need allies as much as you do. So what can you do to be that ally? Yeah. And then only when you've tried all these things, only does the, you know, uh, get away, go somewhere else. Yeah. Then that's the right answer. <clears throat> Cause awesome. I really believe that if you can fix it at your organization it will make a really big difference. And you, uh, your personal power to make the world a better place will skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then whether you stay or go, that's uh, right. and hopefully you can stay at a place that you love, uh, you will, you will feel better and you will perform better yeah. after that. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole thing. Okay. It's kind of on you. Yeah. If you see this problem, it's on you to fix it. Yeah. Um, and just saying, just wash your hands and leave. Well, okay. You could do that, but wouldn't you rather make something better? Exactly. Just walk away. Sounds like a fascinating book. You can get that at www.moc.cool, C-O-O-L forward slash free guide. That's moc.cool forward slash free guide to get that free ebook. And at the same time, we're also offering a free resource. One of our white papers, go to veritasgroup.com, click on the download link and get uh, building a culture of philanthropy. Um, And this also is about what you can do to make a, the culture of philanthropy, not what else, what somebody else can right, do, but right. what you can do to help make a culture of philanthropy happen at your organization. So Jeff, thank you for joining us. We can't wait to have you on again. It's been a great time with yeah, you. Thank you so much, Jeff. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, it's been great. I love your podcast. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group. Richard and Jeff also write an ongoing blog that you can subscribe to for free at veritasgroup.com. Please join us again next time.